Hello, this is Augusto Lee Podcast. It's a wonderful Saturday morning. It is a great day for podcasting. Let's get this show started. We're gonna we're gonna do recaps of Dynamite Rampage ROH. Then some wrestling news. Then some bit of some some sort of stuff I may think about on the fly, you know. So let's go to the show. Like alright, let's start with Dynamite Recap. Let's start with that. Alright, Ars Cassie versus Jay Lethal, all Atlantic champion. Cassie retained against Jay Lethal. It was a good match. It's perhaps Northworthy. Like, honestly, how NJF isn't being mentioned. He was in an opening montage, but otherwise, they're talking about keen happenings at pay per view. Other than NJF's classic against Brian Danson to retain the title. It's seeing you want to lead with that. You know, honestly, yeah, you should lead with that, you know? So after the match, like Lethal grabbed his stolen golden globe at ringside, was re- going to use it against Cassie, but the ref got in his way, ordered him to return the back. Jared snuck in the behind Cassie, gave him the stroke. He picked up his guitar, smashed it across Cassidy's injured knee. So Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta ran off for the save. So Jared retreated and stands as fans booed. So yeah, this is interesting, and we led to next week's Jet Jared versus Art Cassidy for the international championship. So this is going to be interesting what will happen. So let's see what, what we'll do. Let's see what was going to happen there for next week. You know, like next Dynamite, you know, you know what I'm saying? All right. Basically, they show footage of Wardle's car window smashed. smashed. The Scalper said bag was stolen to include the TNT title belt, which is a little stupid. Yeah, speed, but these are deeps. Anyway, they show... Basically, I mean, Rene Paquette interviewed Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs has saw unfortunately what happened to him. His life is in shambles. He said all Warlow has has left is being called champion today. He's he's taking that as it's happening. And the main, mostly the main event's gonna be like a false cat anywhere. That's for later on the match during the dynamite recap. So said so is to let you know, you know. Okay, anyway. We got the Scalper hyping the main event Warlow versus Hobbs for the TNT title. Then Starks makes his entrance to street clothes. He says he's been in California for 10 11 days, added to his win over Jericho. He had a hell of a week. He says people ask him what's next. He says he's not sure, so the question that weighs on his mind is what's going to do next, what he's going to go in and do next. He was erupted by Bullet Club music. Juice Robinson and attack Starks behind, gave him a DT. Scott they thought Juice left Bullet Club in Japan, but apparently not. He said this is incredible. So, honestly, why is it incredible? So that's a straight right to Carolize a heel jumping the baby face. Two segments in a row, a heel attack baby face behind. I'm not sure setting up Jarrett Stark's juice and Jared Cassie Fuse is gonna slow the erosion of AEW viewership and give them a sense of momentum coming out of revolution. But that's it that's my opinion, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, is what it is. So Shavat interviewed Warlow backstage. Warlow said he's dealt with a lot of loss lately. He would wear an FTR t-shirt, dang enough for loaning him some clothes. Say he wants Hobbs and a false count anywhere, and he goes match because he's dressed for occasion. He said he may not physically have the belt, but he's the TNT champion, and no man on earth is going to take that from him. So, honestly, I know there are different op- opinions on this, but Wardle's new look is so much better now. Saw the promo there, too. No Wardle's world nonsense is a bonus. That, to me, is a, is a bonus. So, so Renee Paquette reviewed Ruby Soho, asked her why she joined Toy Storm. Soria Soho said it's obvious and should have come as a surprise to anyone. Spade, they said, you all created this monster. She said when Brett Baker beat her, the fans were thrilled. Fans chanted DMD. Solo talked about facing the standard and Owen Hart tournament. 
She said after being standard, Ben's fans boo her. She said a revolution when Hater pinned her. She realized no one would come to her aid when she lost no one in AEW would appreciate her. She hurt. She said AEW didn't expect Storm enough to call her an actual champion, but Ryder called her an interim. She said that when Saraya arrived, the fans came after her. She had been, been outcast since they came to AEW, yet they came to AEW to rebuild the women's division. She said you cannot rebuild on a broken foundation. You have to tear down, build, and scrap. She said that rookies are the bad thing. Deserve world The Tony Khan gives it to them. She called out Sky Blue. Blue may have her interest deem. Be Soho versus Sky Blue. Scalpa said that she has selected memory from Soho. I mean, it's selected memory from Soho. Taz talked about Soho making legitimate points. Siobhan talked about she should get over it. Scalpa said some of the women had sold it back. She ignored, she ignored that. Soho controlled the mat early. Soho controlled the action during the break. Then we got some of the scalper pugging. The FTR and Hangman would peak later on the show. Blue made a comeback. Solo and Fish Blue with Parapool and a Destination Unknown finisher. So after the match, like Storm Soraya came out with spray paint. Soho started spraying green paint on Blue's chest. Bill Nightingale ran out. She confronted that Soho appeared to be playing with the chain of mind. Soho started tapping from her behind. From her behind, yeah, behind. Three segments so hard where Teals attacked the baby face behind. At least this one came from the opposite direction. Soho promo was solid and her logic while her not here to fair portrayal facts. So at least her mindset for a decision. So let's go to the interview. Like Renee interviewed Hangman backstage. He asked how he's been doing. He said, he said physically he'd been doing better. He says hard been somewhere with no light, not because he wants you, but you had to. He says it's a warning to push him. He'll take you to hell, rip your flesh, our bones, choke you to life. Bone body, I'll rip right, right, right back out. Like, yeah, basically, right. It basically says right back out. Renee asks, he's done with Masina. Heyman says he's sorry for what she said to see. He doesn't even, she wants to blame somebody. Don't blame him. He said he's finished now. So, yeah, that's pretty much almost the end. So, there's more to this. So, okay, Scalibur hyped Warlow versus Hobbs, six-man tag. Avenger mm-hmm. air with Blood E and Jam backstage after his win over Sunday. He yelled at the fans thought dance went on his level, but he snapped the dragon wing clean off. He said the devil with horns growing off his forehead. He said his back is in, against the wall. It's time to celebrate with his daddy's single in France. Francisco, he said on March 15th, his birthday is going to stroll on in Winnipeg and celebrate. I'm the most complete wrestler in the world. Says so nobody's going to throw in the devil because the reign of terror has just begun. There's more. Yep, it's going to continue on. Scott said you have to give the devil his due, but he's still the AEW champion. Shabbat introduced FTR from mid-range. They made an entrance. Fans cheered for a while. Cash said they missed that. He said 2022 was a great year for them, but the last few months took a bad turn. Said he lost their claim. They lost their guns. They lost three sets of tag titles in a month. They said he lost one of their best friends in wrestling. AJ Chant. The cast they need a brain and need to recharge said they couldn't stay at home conscious. Watch the guns call themselves the best tag in pro wrestling. He said they are good, they are the future, but they are spoiled, entitled, disrespectful assholes. Your father gave you everything you asked. Said and dad couldn't get the job in the best wrestling company in the world. Said he taught him how to fight, be respectful, he'll take the, the guns that lesson. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Dax said he could he talked about like, his wife and daughters. He's gonna talk about the fans. He, he loves industry, man, support him. I'll be out too. His FDR chance broke out. Last memory has one of his best friends in street taken away from him by the guns now. He's trying for retribution. It says it's easy for him to beat dad, but they want to take the AEW Titans house from Ross to the Briscoes for all of y'all. 
So honestly, that was a good straightforward reintroduction. I see that the, the now it's gonna be for the guns versus FTR tag team champions in the future. Let's make that happen. That's our number one priority. Let's make that happen. You know. All right. Mm-hmm. Renee Raquette interviewed Jay Cargill. Backstage, she asked about being fired to fifty-three and zero. She feels challenged anymore. Jay says she's blown through everything points so far. She's headed to Canada next week, so he's asked for the best challenger Canada has. So yeah. That's a J. Cargill promo, you know. So, yeah. Alright, um, okay, we got Jericho, Guevara, De Garcia with the other to feed Ty Flight. Then, after the match, Parker said the fans had witnessed the single most greatest. Alright, he said the most single greatest trio victory in AW history. He asked them to like the blink beam. That's what San Francisco Kings do when they win games. Men are bright about being a Timmy of sports entertainers. Garcia is the only fair that J.S. All the number one contenders for the Trios Towns now. Guevara added a sexist group alive. Jericho said they're deeming themselves a new contenders for the Trios champions. He calls the House of Blood to up the lights, get their asses out of the ring now. Said Mega, Young Bucks are off the stage and a theme song played. Mega said, best part of three years, they even stay out of business. He liked the thing come from mutual respect. But when you talk about Trios champions, they get their champ attention. Don Cowles took the mic from Omega and said the elite established the trio's champions. It's obviously the elite remained number one contenders in the match at Revolution. He said he and Jericho have been friends for 33 years. He agrees with what those said. Jericho's among the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. He says he's always second best wrestler for Winnipeg. Though Siobhan said he had a point. I think Siobhan, and I don't take a side here, Cowles says. If he had a couple of us to trade, Jericho would have been moved down number three. Jericho called him down to the ring. The lights went out. House of Black showed up. The Big Three said they're happy to humiliate either of the teams in their hometown. They showed on the ramp says, Come get them. Fans chant. House of Black. Siobhan called out Creepy. The lights went dark again. So I said they can hear something going on. Lights came back. Fleet were right alone. JS was in the ring. But the House of Black were missing. So who will get the title shot next week? Who will decide? Scalper said it will be a three-way trios titles. Okay, honestly, uh, I think they were going to have an elite versus JS on a rampage side who can touch that next week. Which is my story reappear the crash rate viewership of a rampage. So, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's something was going on. They went to the backstage turn said Cassie went to defend next week against Jarrett. He said the all anti champion is the only time ever changed hands on foreign soil to next week. The title remain renamed the AEW International Championship. Because they're leveling up the champ, leveling up the championship. Because it'll be a huge milestone for AEW. He tied into Warner Bros. release Shazam, but then explain why I don't know. But honestly, like uh, that's better. Like is like is it the AEW World Title also international? It, it sets a bit, but said that's world. Why not make it the AEW TV Championship? Frame of the title that fend more often than other title AEW. Go further than differentiate. Send only wrestlers that never held a TNT or AEW World Title. <laughs> Church or like ear title eligible to fight for, so it takes a future star or rise to spot fight. Even the name home title without purpose to differentiate for it. Then we got a vigilant on air and jam down some matchup at the math. Dennison said his first state where he was at LaBelle Lock was a fight, but I realized he could feel his arms. His voice cracked. He said NJ had predicted he wouldn't be able to play with his kids at the Iron Man match. He said NJ was right when he said he was putting ahead of himself and family. He was ashamed of tapping out. It's time to need to go home. And he stood up and walked away. It was a sad promo. Scopper said, 
Danielson was already emotional in the moment shortly after his match at Revolution. So let's go to the matchup. Kyle Young has another Moxley versus Dark Order. I mean, defeated Dark Order. Moxley got Reynolds to tap out. Submission of victory after Moxley replied a sliver hold. I mean, replied a hold. Claudio blocked the referee for interviewing, interviewing. Silver Ryan for the save. Claudio came in with a gut wrench in the air. Threw him over the top rope. Moxley clinched on a hold. Evil ran out, beat Moxley. Wheeler, you to clip Una behind, held him up for Moxley. Heyman ran out for the save. And got in Moxley's face. Fed check, cowboy shit. Hangman, Munch Claudio, fired back. An uppercut, you know. But, uh, wait, wait. Um, alright. Hangman, Punch Claudio, and fired back with uppercut. Lock Yuta, Moxley Claudio, Swarm, Hangman. Scalper said Hangman would try to put Moxley behind them. Five referees separate everyone. Fans checked they let them fight. So we got a commercial air for AW All Access show premiering next week. So, yeah. Is happening next week. Yeah, next week. Renee interviewed the Acclaim Milling on that stage. They were interviewed by, interrupted by Bedard Parker. He said, JS loved the Acclaim. They love rap music. Parker said, they're sports entertainers at heart. So, how about Unite Max Caster, Elena Bowens, and Billy Gunn laughed in their faces. They show the Assyria Golden Woods Center with a AW logo and wrestles on the marquee. Scalvin had hyped the Rampage lineup as John Dreddy versus the Guevara. The acclaimed and Ajit Anuska Nashi versus Preston Vance and, and, and Rio versus Now Rose. Then on Diamond next week, we got Jer Cassidy versus Jared. AJ's Bar Mitzvah celebration and the three way for the Trias Championship. That was for Diar. And for this week's Rampage. <laughs> that was also this week's Rampage. And I talked about next week's Dynamite. So, yeah. You know. Now we got the now we got next, now we got the main event we need to talk about. Uh, Warlow versus Powers Hobbs TNT Championship. Mm, like Warlow drag Hobbs on the stage, set up a power bomb. He Marshall bash Warlow behind with a behind with a chant. Gave it a little blow, jabbing it in the neck with a chair. The announcer were outraged. Then bash Warlow across the school chair. Warlow fell down. Marshall lap. Marshall helped Hobbs feet. They threw Warlow off the stage in a crash pad below. Shavad said they might have broken his back. The ref caught the 10. So Haas won the TNT Championship on this main event. And Dynamite was... It was a pretty good Dynamite. I can't wait for next week. But anyway, now let's go to the ramp. Let's go to the ROH recap. Alright, here's the ROH recap. Let's begin. Okay. We have Nostomo Joe versus Tony Deppin. ROH TV title to start the show. We just saw Samojo lost the TNT title Warlow on Sunday this week. So honestly, putting ROH TV title on in the open match made him look like a fighting champion. It worked out good. Deppin was a challenger. As a former TNT champion himself, he was looking to regain the belt. Establish shows a new ROH with a big win. While the challenger, while the challenger had a lot of energy, Samojo's mission machine was too much. To overcome during the match, he was leading some sip strength, didn't give his opponent into premium room. This was a well hard fought match in my book. Like, it didn't overstay his welcome. Joe won in 10 minutes with Muscle Buster retained his television title. He issued a challenge after the bout was over. For Mark Briscoe arrived to answer the call. So, yeah, it's going to be Mark Briscoe versus Samoa Joe as the card honor for the ROH TV title. 
Alright, now we go to the boys and Dalton Castle versus Market Cross and C4. So, Mark Cross, I guess Cross team with Guyana Rossas and Choi Chun to take on foreign RH six man tag champs, Dalton Castle and the boys. Castle was the largest capacitor in the match, but means everyone else bit small on the side. Notice their fast pace encounter with both teams, hitting multiple double triple team spots. After allowing the boys to do a lot of hard work a few minutes, Castle came in hot, started throwing everyone on a bunch of ragdolls. He even threw the boys as his opponents. The Peacock scored for the win for his team with a spinning reverse powerbomb on the roster to cap off on a solid match. This wasn't much story, but it gave Trail a good win and built himself back up the challenge for the six man titles. So. Angelica and Spectacle now versus Rouge and Dragastical. Luther Company, Spectacle and Angelica to the ring for a tag team match in real life, but as a Rouge and Dragastical, Rouge refused to abide by the code of honor when Angelica extended his hands to reveal both intentions between both teams. Rouge had exchange of Angelica, but when it's Spectacle's turn, Rouge embarrassed my nose, selling all his chalk for being senseless. Dragastical tagging, so Two masked men could show the high flying skills. Interesting matchup between each man had a, as a favorite aerial fence, a guy like go ground approach. Ian Luther himself in the line of fire when Atchis spilled out of the ring. The longer this match went, the most personality felt. When it started as a relatively normal tag team match, turned into a physical fight. So the SAP was able to rally up. Up and getting his most of the offense, but Rouge Jurassico dominated most of the match for sealing the deal with victory. They tore off Spectacle Mass after it was over, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they got Rouge and, and Jurassico won. So, it, it was a tag match. It was a good match. It what it is. Alright, let's, let's get to the show. Let's go back. Alright, Trisha Dora versus Billy Starks. Dora Starks were fourth match of the night. For those who are not familiar with Stars, she is 18 years old, except her prodigy by many. They have observed the Code of Honor star with some fr somewhat friendly hold, strange of holes, counters. Stars had a smile on her face a bit, but that didn't last long. Dora began to turn up the heat with tasks that were managed regressively after the match went on. Stars kept the match competitive, but she was under the entire time. Dora scores the win with a Larry Tubman, but both women hugged in after it was over to show no hard feelings. This is good performance from both women, but definitely left room to grow. State, State Jake Chris, Mascot vs. Sinjay Ari Davari. So Mascot, Jake Chris, team on take on Trustbusters, Ari Davari, Sinjay Scout would try to read a book match begins, so Davari was able to, easily able to take the show up. So Chris was again the upper hand with failure quick moves, so one missed crossbody forcing the scout back in. Slim J picked the win with SCF less than five minutes. This match felt like more like filler than anything else. Cobbs up the beginning then his hit of action made the crowd care. So yeah. We had now Wheeler Utah for Timothy Thatcher for the PR Championship. So the most British American pro wrestling last shot in the orange. Pair of this week with Timmy Thatcher, challenging with Utah. Utah was forced to use one of his three rope breaks on kneeling when Thatcher took him down to an armbar. So the pure title is consistent under different rules, so these matches tend to be my technical and average bout. These two men are incredible gifted workers, they were able to put on quite a quiet show. Utah eventually found his group means Thatcher used two of his rope breaks to escape submissions, but he was also one used a close fist to the face. Yuta took a sheet shot and a punch while the referee has back turned. 
And since Ian had to abide by the broke brakes at the Thatcher uses Sturge, the chair of the tie began the win with a submission. It was easy to match the night. And it was pretty much, yeah. Aussie Open versus Trey Williams and Tracy Williams and Tertus. So Williams and Titus team on take on Mark David Fletcher, uh, known as Aussie Open. The match ended up being a textbook tag team bout. Both teams look good. They actually obeyed the rules. Most of the time, made it stand out. We didn't see Long Paris legal partnering in. We didn't see a ton of cheating. We didn't see referee being made feel foolish. Second half of the car had a bit more double team action and worked toward the finish. They still kept the mayhem with reason. At the high pack match, the male four headers looked tough. Aussie Open got the win. So here we go. Benny, ben Ninja versus Eddie Kingston. Ben Ninja get a televised entrance. It's pretty clear that he was going to have a referee call for the bell. Ninja made a mistake trying to chop Eddie Kingston's LeBron card with some rapid fire chips. For hit it back fist for the win. This is the closest thing a squash match we have seen during the first two weeks of RH TV. So case the call out called out Casanova and demand a world title shot, but Champ had no interest in accepting. So yeah, this is gonna lead to Supercard on a matchup to Case it and Claudio. Claudio is basically the heel and Case is the baby face, so yeah, that's pretty much the main event. Athena versus Willow Nigo, RH Women's Champion. With Naga and Dina both had an opportunity to cut pros for the main event RH champion. They had last 20 minutes of the show, so they had plenty of time to fill each other out. A little for the crash, they still take them. And Dina been in control pace, dish out some step strength. Despite being small and better, Patterner, she was definitely aggressive. This one was a physical match of the night. It cried a lot of hours of ratchet. You know, that should may have been a match of the night, but the technical process of this bout had more theatrics to it. Riddle did us. Excellent job for selling Father Goddess, man, look dominant champion. Dina played a highly affected shit. This is her main offense spot. Like, at the weather of the surf and I Athena was able to retain her top and the show on a high note. Alright, let's go to the rampage recap. Okay, mm-hmm. Andrade versus Sam and Guevara start the show. Guevara and Navari were ready in the ring. When the show began, Guevara no rush to start the match. He was large in the corner, trying to avoid a newcomer to AEW, but Andrade was all over him. Guevara tried to escape, leaving the ring, but Andrade gave him no quarter. He stayed on Guevara, no matter how he tried to get away. It was it was right before the commercial break that Guevara, the Spanish god, hit huge need to take control. These guys are both high flyers. These have plenty of big spots to keep the fans in the area under the seats. They get a good job space amount, so each move have a little moment of breath. Both men brought two senior energy to the bout. The crowd fed the energy back at them when they hit a risky move. However, the fish was met with icy silence. Unfortunately, Garcia's interference behind the referee's back, so Guevara hit the GTH for the win. This sort of killed the energy area after it was a pretty fun matchup to the point. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, the acclaim versus Jack Carabillo, Starboy Charlie. Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie were given a shot to appear on AEW television this week, but unfortunately, a chance came against Caster and Bowens. The match only lasted a couple of minutes, saw the acclaim pick up for victory. Rampage only four matches every week is one of those always a squash. Daddy Magic and Darko Park made the acclaim off of the Jordan JSS. They declined. And yeah, it's basically the segment onto that. So yeah, Kanosuke Takashi versus Preston Vance. 
best company better rate by Jose, assistant for his magic is a man who has been something on a roll lately, Satoshi. The Japanese wrestler was given a size of bad, so this was a matchup of two guys who showed power or wrestling on the ring. The former on Dark Order upper hand for several minutes. Takashi was able to start making a comeback shortly after we returned from break. Jose made a stay at gate of all, so Takashi went him off huge forearm. He fought the fans' offense, was able to win with a black backslide. This was a solid show of both men. Joe interfered. Joe interference had no impact on the outcome, but it was also a big deal. I so like it was the first bout. So yeah. Then we got Nana Rose, Rose Riho very event. The main event of the night was the third encounter between Riho and Rose, who had been in AEW since the beginning and were the first two women's champions. So this is a long standing library. They only have a few chapters so far. AEW played a nice video package to recap the history before the match began. Riho showed some aggression by going right after Rose, but she kept getting pushed on the map by her larger opponent. The native beast used her power to control her opponent. But Real quick offense, I to say one head a step ahead most of the time. Shafir ended up getting involved with Rose has referenced track, which means every match will show some kind of interference set to squash would be claimed. Rio is one of the most natural underdogs AEW has had. She played a role very well in the bout. Rose, Rose played the heel, which is very really, really, little weird considering she was definitely a bay face during the last, last feud with Jay Cargill. But she is more natural in that role anyway. At the family, it rose a few times. Rio hit a normalized suplex as her two count. A few months later, she wanted to keep Rose down for a three count. Rose cemented herself as a heel again by attacking Rio after the match was over. So Rio, to be saw Tony Stark, came out to play a great L on Rio to end the show. So, yeah, basically, I uh, just show that. Um, plus, there was Mark Briscoe made an announcement. So, regarding the future of the Orange Tag Belts, he said there will be a ladder match to be held at Jay Briscoe's honor, the crown new champions. That will be a super card of honor. The first one's going to be Lucha Butters for the rest. We all know, I see it's a four-way tag ladder match or a five-way or six-way or six-pack. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a four-way tag match for the for the AEW, for the ROH Tag Team Champions at Super Card of Honor. Reach for the Sky ladder match. You know what I'm saying? Alright, more to this. The pre-match video replaced the usual interview. Mark Henry still got to say his line. That's a good start. And, you know, then apparently there's more to this. Vic Guerrero is no longer AEW, so Maria Shepherd was the only one on Rose this week. So we don't know what's going on. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero is leaving this company, so yeah, it's a it's a given. I don't know. Yeah, it's given. She's leaving. And way is how how it's done. And it's her. Alright, let's go to the wrestling news. So we got all the rec recaps done. Let's go to the wrestling news. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tony Khan condemns NJF's actions during AEW Revolution. It's not to be taken lightly. So, Tony Khan does not approve of NJF's behavior Revolution. So, as a long list of conferential actions by the world champ, the Polish star was buzzed at internet back during his match in Brian last Sunday. Tony Khan addressed the NJF's acceptable behavior. So it basically says the following a unique magician general talent music being played by his classical assembly. The chamber goes on to tag as a crowd for a 60 minute Iron Man match. Targeting a young fan during the match, the world champ grabbed the drink and could see the tip it over the head of a child. President TK, who has been a well documented issue with NJF in the past whole months, commented on the incident at the start of the pro show press conference. Khan stated in discussion regarding what happened and 
Lens being taken seriously, but we came here. We had serious conversations and made that not to be taken lightly. The young man Titus was a real pro about it. We'll see Titus again in AEW. I believe Titus is, Titus is actually coming to Sacramento. I was with with him. He was a real champ about it. The champ didn't act like a champ there. I think Titus was great. So the Nazi between Khan and Jeff began in spring of 2022 with Dresden Tower reporting on Happer's contract. The fallout resulted in world champ, future world championship, no show meeting, greed, double nothing, anticipating event, something in a mystery. So NJF would appear in open match and pay view, but was squashed by four ally Wardlow in a full episode of Direct. The unhappy AW star with a follow Mount Tyrate directed by Tony Khan resulted in the episodes of TV until the all-out pay review in September. So the holder of the trip will be Tyler made clear that he has no loyalty alliance to AEW will seven off from the highest bidder. And he had frequently teased the moves in WWE, probably acknowledging his contracts up at the end of the year. That's Shane the Biddy Award 2024. So he was the world champ for the highest price. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what it is, is how it is. Is it how. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. NJ is a prick, and we could agree on that. He's a giant prick. Uh, let's, that's what we could agree upon. Yeah, he's a prick. Okay, moving on. Reportedly, NJ signed new contracts. NJ did not. New update on NJ contracts. Last Sunday's revolution. Uh, AEW's revolution. NJ returned. Tag man title with the Suns winning. After the match, the guns were cutting the program on the ring, and he was calling the best talent in the world. And that's where NJ's music hit to a huge pop from the crowd. Tear the ball, the guns got the better of them, stood tall, stood in the ring with tag belts in hand. For a revolution, NTR has been off a number of pod months. The tweet podcast quotes from the Docs Harvard, leading people speculate about Joy I Corey report decided to leave that MTR signed a long term contract AEW. So your belief was that MTR long term long term deals AEW at this appearance teaser. Well as well so or like cover. So yeah. Hello. All right, the belief again. I'm sorry, lost turn to do with AEW and that disappearance tease of uh, going elsewhere. Server recovery cover. This occurred as I confer sign new deals. It may have been believed case means no sense since when the FTRO deals were due to wear up soon. But then turning to revolution scene on the world title feud that may expect in a win and suggest they're going to be around for a while. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's what it is. Uh, uh, yeah. It's what it is. Oh, yeah. This may be reportedly backstage at this week's Raw last the night with, like, Raw Monday Night Raw last night. Mon- I mean, like, last week, last night, like, this week on Raw in the night when Miss Man was backstage for the first time since come out of retirement. So here's the thing. It was reported by Dave Meltzer on Twitter and Miss Man was at Raw this week in Boston. I don't know if it was like new in there all night or anything about it. Really there was, was there. So later on, the evening, reported that Vince was just visiting Cena. It was the last show in Boston. Now, according to Meltzer, that evidence was not the case. Meltzer reported Vince was, at, in fact, in that good position backstage all night, though he wasn't giving orders or employees. He was a gorilla all night. What did that tell you? He wasn't barking orders or people or anything like that, but he was a gorilla all night. I was told that you're the only there to visit John Cena. That's a story. There's more to than that. I'll talk about why Vince may have been a raw last night. Meltzer revealed that that's going to do more ways than let on. He's doing more than let off, but the people in control was listening this night. He let, he was there in charge doing stuff, visiting John Cena and fine to a few people. Then that didn't happen here, so the trip was a little bit middle likely. So Mystic Nan returned to the representative I stayed. 
the show and watch the just many people on the way back. Who WWE creator hadn't reported yet? Update story percent. Is it come back more involved? WWE continues. So yeah, and uh, we know Vince's might come back. So so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next story. Ronda Rousey continue to deal with injury. May I be hundred percent for WrestleMania? For WWE Women's World Champion Ronda Rousey continuing the injury road to years of WrestleMania. This week's Episode of Money Raw, however, saw six man tie. Cutbacks at Bailey, Dakota Kai, Sky vs. Glitch, Legends, Trish, the leader. Fisher vs. Showcase, Motors of Hollywood. They are relevant case of us as our radio. Their mother mentioned they're still playing a place for a team of Basil Rosie when it comes to tax champions. However, opponents are yet to be determined. They still have a tag timer. There will be two matches coming out as part of where our chairs will wrestle around and Basler. We'll do six with the tag. Legend of the Sins WM yet announced time match when night will take place. Odds will take place the second night and much higher. I was, of course, Scar going to win Bell's back. It will be the leader of Becky Lynch, but Rousey Basler still getting a tag title shot. Planning will likely win them. Unless Rise is injured as a heel, which are right now pressure she's not hitting hundred percent heel, but pressure she would be ready to do a match. So yeah, it was actually leader of Becky Lynch won the title, so it's what it is, so we don't know. So then Jer alright, next news. Jericho says that he and Danson Mosley took charge in the Lamar locker room. Jericho has spoken of dynamic in the locker room in the middle of twenty twenty two. appears some unrest in the locker room which are Adido keeps the same girl, sounds so bold and behind these drama about big cases of Molokini when Pump delivered his famous, infamous rant all out. Since then, stabilizing locker room atmosphere has been crucial to the AW's on screen image. Reports that credit Jericho, Danson, and Fig- Moxley's key figures of climate situation. Now, feature on Rendy Paquette's session, Sessions podcast, Sergio Jericho discussed with times take on leader roles during Mad Pines at Publicity Uncertainty for the company. So, the backstage, I'm going to advice. A lot of listening about by the time listening on it. I got a problem with this, I got a problem with that. There's a lot of working close to Club Con. Locker room leading, especially over the last six months, when it kind of had to take a rain back with a lot of bad publicity and a lot of uncertain adjustment. Room. As a matter of fact, you meant when the monster brings in, it's not kind of take a charge, we're going to look at the adjustment room. As a matter of fact, so they started going on, basically, I, everything I don't, I, I like a real general. Tell me how probably I meant hint, and then one of the kind of helping our locker room, I have problems, and see, just to help as much as I can. So yeah, AEW hot street late with last uh, revolution. They were praised on that house show. Hustle back at the company trios titles with Jericho, so kind of lost side. Just members Sammy Guevara and Garcia. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, and yeah, it's pretty much what's gonna happen. Jericho's gonna be taking control of the locker room. He's gonna help out the locker room and stuff. Brad came horribly interested in free agency, letting AEW contract run out, but WWE believed to be interested. Fife uh, selected Brian Kane contract set to Spider-Man. Weez Power says an updated story with Fife reported that AEW is hoped to add time to his injury. So the deal due to injury move that kept him in the company until June. Despite the occasions to believe that pushback is coming to to do so, it's been an interesting free agency. The Fiverr side provided interest up there, probably case looking to enter a free agent market as well as going to be inside how long he has left with AEW. Left with AEW. So the Fiverr selected to be told WWE has maintained interest in Cage's 
eventually become a free agent and open and have a conversation with the ROH six man tag champ. The pair of the late AEW and Kane agreed to work during the end of March since the Rare Supercard of Honor pay per view. So it turns the time he was looking at a Kate Coxman. If I know that injury time he company pack being appeared, look at the cover. So a little close to such a Kate was offered a contract statue. Current deal AW's option as he rolled out. It's been a deal was set to spy tree in February just some time and Ray added. So yeah, pretty much. So yeah. As another report stated, Kate just has some heady hitters in the car with AW late. One of them being Ken Sure who started host Case Case to remain with the company. So mm-hmm. the great media to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Famer. Let's talk about great media. Okay, earlier this year, WWE Shinkan Mark Pierre for the PW Pro Wrestling Noah took on the Great Muta, legend, Japanese legend on their retirement tour time. Since then, Kenji Muto wrestled a final match on the Alter Ego alongside Darby Allen's thing, take on Hakushi Akira, Manorochi Fininji for later retirement altogether with Tetsu Naito and Jacqueline Mashahiro Chono. Because of a new report for PW Insider, Great Muta's are expected to be addicted to the 2023 Hall of, class of Hall of, maybe Hall of Fame despite never competing for the promotion. WrestleVos previously reported Nakamura's no appearance for the trade-off for Muta's induction. We refer to a report earlier today that the official announcements are intimate. The plans on Monday have been announced as year for Hall of Fame induction classes and annuals. Hall of Fame is at three weeks today from Ellis uh, Los Angeles from SmackDown. While Muta's never set foot inside WWE ring, he was often highlighted on WWE television thanks to the company's relationship in New Japan at the time. Muta's one of those five wrestlers who have held the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Noah's GWGCH Heavyweight Champion, and the AJ All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion. So yeah, Muta's getting inducted. It's what it is. It's what it is. It's happening. So yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much going to happen. So, yeah, great movie is coming to the, like, going to Hall of Fame induction. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Taya Valkyrie said to finish up with Impact, soon likely going to AEW or WWE. Valkyrie Fortnite known as Mikey Monet, WWE, currently finds out Champion 3, Shins, Holy Triple H, Raiders, and Raiders Champion, MLW World Women's Federal Champion, being one of her current. Pants champions outside and we're all on a fever roll. So Dave Meltzer has another right up in the launcher injury like live as she's in her impact and also AW options for where she land next. So yeah. Valkyrie Valkyrie Fisher Impact she is working on companies. When she knows the title, she's not committed here and uh, for a long time here she's She's likely going to the other WWE, which was supposed to be clear with a short period of time. Valkyrie Nord is making my name, but that's my dirty. Sorry. And he banished at least later that year. Main roster. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Interesting, K. Gargas had to put her TBS chair in a diner against some of them in Canada, although no reports came Valkyrie is playing for the spot. So, yeah. Is what it is. Valkyrie might go to WWE, go back to WWE or AEW. If she does go either, I want her to be used properly. I want her to be used properly, be involved, be used properly. You know what I'm saying? Use her properly, you know? 
like use her properly for once like like treat her like treat her something a big deal you know and all right where's some hot takes i got something to say hot take like i feel taya fits better with aw than with wwe i'm sorry yeah i'm not sorry but valkyrie's more fit with aw WWE is not a good place for her. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Jake Cargill should be in the, the outsiders versus the originals. That's what they. That's tr that's the truth. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's, one more thing. I I still believe Vincent Man will still be back in in creative control, and Hunter will be pushed out. That is most likely happening. Yeah, I could see it. Everyone don't see it, but I could see it. I know Vince for a long time. He most likely do it. Yeah. So this is your Gustavo Lee podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday. Usual. Bye. See you later.